what expectations do you have for yourself around your diabetes management? I'd be willing to bet your expectations are way too high. On this episode of the podcast, we'll talk all about how you can manage expectations around diabetes to make sure you set yourself up for success because my guess is you're doing a whole lot better than you think you are. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. People with type 1 diabetes tend to be perfectionists. We like to see our blood sugars in a range most of the time, we like to see our stress levels low, and we like to see things in order. And now perfectionism is not necessarily a bad thing, but it can cause some challenges in life with type 1 diabetes. Because as we all know, perfection with diabetes is not possible. In this episode of the podcast, I'm going to talk all about managing your expectations with type 1 diabetes, and why managing your expectations is such a critical part in your life with diabetes. During this episode, I'm going to talk about four different areas where we need to manage our expectations in order to set us up for success in our lives with diabetes. In doing so, we're going to open up a whole new world and see that you're actually probably doing a whole lot better with diabetes than you think you are. If you have high expectations for yourself in your life with diabetes, don't worry. You're not alone. I think we all do. And in some ways, this is super helpful for people with diabetes. If you have high expectations, you are doing the best that you can to manage your blood sugars, to manage your stress, and to live the best life possible, even with diabetes. So in that regard, high expectations can be extremely beneficial for you. But at the same time, if your expectations are so unrealistic, that you'll never be able to meet your goals, you're setting yourself up for failure, and you're going to be caught in this constant cycle of frustration, which is also not where you want to be. But before we talk about what this looks like and how to get out of that cycle, let's talk a little bit about why people with type 1 diabetes tend to set such high expectations for ourselves in the first place. I think there are a couple of reasons. One of them is external, and one of them is internal. Let's start with the internal reason. When you were diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, you probably felt a little out of control, or actually probably a lot out of control. That's completely normal. And so your blood sugars are all over the place, your stress is all over the place, and you don't quite know what to expect from day to day. Unfortunately, that's a common story we hear a lot in people with diabetes. For a lot of people, having high expectations is a way to counter that feeling of being out of control. It's a way to try to control situations even more. If you say that I need, in order for me to have good diabetes management, In order for me to be a good person for that matter, I have to meet these goals. I have to have a time and range of 95%. I have to have an A1C of below six. I have to have no stress in my life because of diabetes. That is a way of trying to control the situation and saying to yourself, diabetes is not going to impact me one bit because I am going to be perfect at it. And while that sounds like a great story, it never usually works out that way. In fact, it usually backfires pretty badly, and the expectations that you set for yourself are just never met. And that leads you into a cycle of frustration and setting even higher expectations for yourself 
to make up for the shortcomings you thought you had on your first attempt. Having these expectations, it's kind of like challenging diabetes and say, there's no way you'll get the best of me because I'm going to set my expectations so high, I'm going to prove to you that I'm on top of this and I got you beat. The other reason that we have unrealistic expectations sometimes about our diabetes management is because we don't actually know what good diabetes management looks like. I remember talking to a parent of a teenager one time, and I asked them, what do you think your son's time and range should be? And her response was between 95 and 98%. And I had to tell her that I don't know anybody, including myself, who's ever had a time and range that high consistently over the course of more than a couple of days. When I ask people to come to therapy with me, what their goals are. Many of them say, I want to get rid of all the stress of my life around diabetes. I don't want to have any stress at all, no burnout, no anxiety, and no stress. And I have to temper that and let them know that those expectations are not reasonable. They're under the impression that in order to be a high-functioning person with diabetes, you cannot have stress, you cannot feel burnt out, you can't feel frustrated. And so the only way they think they can be successful is by getting rid of those feelings and having a stress-free life. Well, whether you have diabetes or not, a stress-free life is not realistic. Life by itself is stressful. And so so part of having reasonable expectations is understanding what is realistic and what is reasonable, and then setting your goals accordingly. And that goes along with looking at what are the downsides of having such high expectations, especially ones you cannot ever achieve. And there are two big downsides. One is a frustration we talked about before, but the other is constantly feeling like you're not doing good enough, when in reality, you're doing really well. Back to the time and range example. What we know from the research is that if you have a time and range of above 70% or so, you're doing really, really well. The problem is, in school, 70% is a C. And we don't want to have Cs. We want to have As. C in diabetes, every time we have a time and range of 70% or so, then we'll get down on ourselves. But in reality, having this time and range of above 70% is rock star status. You're doing really well if that's the case. And I want you to be able to celebrate your successes, especially the ones that you work so hard to earn. And having realistic expectations is an essential part of that process. I want to talk about four different areas that people with diabetes tend to set unrealistic expectations for themselves around. And then talk about what you can do to set more realistic expectations for yourself around your diabetes in these areas. Let's start with the big one, blood sugars. This is the focus of diabetes management. So of course, we're gonna be most focused. So of course, we'll pay the most attention and probably set expectations pretty high around our blood sugars. And again, this could be helpful, but it also can be our greatest downfall. Our doctors, our parents, our friends have hammered into our heads how important having good blood sugars are. But what exactly does it mean to have, quote-unquote, good blood sugar control? So we can talk about the stats of A1C and time and range and all of those things in the context of what it means to be in, quote-unquote, good control of your diabetes. But I want to put that aside for a second and talk about day-to-day life with your blood sugars and the impact of that on our expectations. I think we can all agree that having an A1C below 7, having a time and range above 70% is great. But then what happens on a daily basis when you have that piece of cake and all of a sudden the blood sugar spikes to 300? Or you go low in the middle of the night or at the most inopportune time 
during a presentation you're giving at work. This is when the expectation game gets a little bit challenging because you think that you're doing well with diabetes management. You think that your timing range is doing fairly well. Your A1C is in good shape. But then you have these days or multiple days when things aren't going quite as well. And it's easy to get really down on yourself when this happens because your expectation is, I need my blood sugars to be perfect or in range all the time. I have news for you, my friend. You have type 1 diabetes. And no one with type 1 diabetes has perfect blood sugars all the time. And if they tell you they do, they're either not leaving their house and eating salad all the time, or they're lying to you. Sometimes our doctors don't help us much with these expectations. I remember when I was younger, I went to the doctor and gave her my blood glucose log. And she looked at it and she looked at, picked out a Wednesday several weeks prior. And she said to me, what happened here? And I felt like I had to make up a story about how I had pizza for lunch and probably miscalculated the insulin dose and all these things. And I realized later on that my response should have been, I have diabetes. We cannot expect perfection with our blood sugars because we have diabetes. We have a dysfunctional pancreas. And trying to manage our blood sugars externally by giving ourselves insulin is an imperfect science. And to say it's anything but is not helpful. So your blood sugars are going to go high sometimes or maybe more than sometimes. They're going to go low. And those things happen. And so having those days where your CGM readings are all over the place doesn't feel good. It is frustrating, but it doesn't mean that you're failing. It actually means you're a normal person who has diabetes. The next area is your stress level. Diabetes is stressful. And I'm confident that sometimes there's nothing you can do about that. And to set an expectation that in order to be emotionally healthy with diabetes, you have to have no stress, you have to be burnout-free and anxiety-free, is not realistic. You would never say something like, in order to be good at my job, my job has to be stress-free. Or, in order to give a good presentation, I can't feel any anxiety. That sounds silly on the surface of it. And with diabetes, it's the same thing. Diabetes is naturally stressful. If you're feeling stressed or burnt out, that's a natural reaction to the stress of diabetes. It's normal. Of course, you want to reduce your stress and find ways to navigate around it. But expecting to be able to get rid of your stress and not experience it at all isn't realistic or helpful. Because first of all, you think you're not doing a good enough job or you're doing something wrong because you're feeling stressed. And also, it doesn't give you the opportunity to navigate around the stress that you may be having, which is a great skill to have. I also see a lot of patients who have unrealistic expectations of themselves around their diabetes management and around their behavior. This is especially true around food and exercise. I have seen so many people who tell me, I'm going to go on a low-carb eating plan. And I'm not going to eat any carbohydrates during the week, Monday through Friday. On weekends, I'll bring them in a little bit more. But then again, Monday through Friday, I'm cutting them out completely. Or they say, I'm going to exercise every single day for 30 minutes. And whenever I hear this, I have to rein them in and bring them back a little bit and talk to them about what expectations should be for them around their own behavior and their diabetes management. Certainly, if you want to eat low carb, then by all means do it. And if you want to exercise daily, then by all means do it. But don't set such high goals for yourself that you're going to fail before you even start. You know, every once in a while, you're going to want to have a piece of pizza or you're going to want to have a piece of cake or you're going to want to have ice cream or a cocktail. And if you have expectation that you're never going to eat carbohydrates, you're going to eat very low carb all the time, 
you're setting yourself up for for failure. If you say you're going to exercise every single day, it's very hard to do that because things come up. You may get tired. You may not feel well, or you may be busy that day. So fitting in exercise every day can be challenging. But even if you set realistic goals for yourself around these things, you want to be able to cut yourself some slack because while while you may be trying to eat low carb, things come up and you may slip up. You know, sometimes your urges and your temptations get the best of you. And while that's not ideal, that is normal. And that's okay sometimes, as long as you're aware of it and get back on track as soon as possible. I don't want to give you permission to slip up, but I want to normalize the fact that we all slip up sometimes, including me, a lot more than I want to. The final area where our expectations tend to be unrealistic is with other people. We expect other people to know and understand diabetes and know and understand what it is that we need them to do to help support us in our diabetes management. And that often leads to disappointment. And I don't want to let anybody off the hook for being insensitive or by not supporting you in the best way possible. But I want to make you aware that people are human and they're going to do the best that they can given the circumstances they've been put in. Sometimes that best they can is disappointing. We expect a lot from other people. And I think a lot of people expect a lot back from us. And when we give people what they need and they don't meet our expectations in return, it can be frustrating and it can lead us to feeling angry and resentful. We want support from other people. But at the same time, if we don't let people know what support we need and what they can do to help us in a very direct and clear way, oftentimes we won't get that support because people don't know what we need and they'll give us what they think that we need, which is not usually all that helpful. Now, let's flip the page and talk about what you can do to set more realistic expectations for yourself around your diabetes management in all of these areas. The first thing you can do is ask yourself, what does real success look like for me in these different areas? Notice the question is not, what does perfection look like for me? But it is, what does success look like for me in a realistic way? Your answer may surprise you, and you may actually find out that what you're doing right now is how you define realistic success. For example, Maybe you tell yourself that realistic success is having a time and range between 60 and 70% over the past seven days. That success is attainable, but it's also success that will allow you to feel comfortable in your diabetes management and feel like you're doing a good job in managing your blood sugars and staying safe for managing your blood sugars and staying physically healthy, feeling good, and doing what you can to reduce your risk for long-term complications. Maybe success looks like exercising for 20 minutes, three days a week, or keeping a diet where you're eating no more than 100 carbs per day and no more than 50 carbs each meal. Those are expectations that you can meet. I don't think that anyone would argue with you and tell you that those goals are anything but healthy or putting you in an unhealthy place. But even with realistic expectations, you may not always meet them. And that leads us to the next step. And that is, it's important to cut yourself some slack. You want the best for yourself and you're willing to put in the work. And sometimes you may put in the work and you don't get the results that you want. And other times you may not put in as much work as you wanted to. But getting down on yourself rarely does any good because then it makes it harder to get up and try again and meet your expectations next time. 
if you cut yourself some slack and recognize that, yeah, you may have screwed up and you may not have done the best job that you could, but next time can be better, it opens up the possibility that next time will be better. And it'll give you the confidence that you need to actually make it happen. And the third and final step here is managing other people's expectations of you. Anybody who's worked in a job where they have an over-demanding manager has learned to manage expectations appropriately. Other people put a lot of pressure on us to be able to do things that may not be realistic. And then that leads us to put pressure on ourselves in the same way. And that happens in our diabetes all the time. Our doctors may say, your A1C must be below 6.5. Or your mom may say, your blood sugars must be at a 95% timing range all the time. Or your spouse might get upset with you for going low in the middle of the night and having the CGM alarm blare in their ear. When other people say things to you and put pressure on you to do better with your diabetes management, you put pressure on yourself and it becomes a cycle of stress. By helping to manage their expectations about what is possible for you in your life with diabetes, whether it's around your blood sugars or your CGM or what you're eating or anything, that helps them to understand better what's going on for you, which helps them to support you more. But also it helps them put less pressure on you which can then help you set reasonable expectations for yourself around what you can do in your diabetes management. And remember, the whole goal here is to reduce your stress and take the pressure off of you. We want you to be able to be free and flexible in your life with diabetes and having expectations that are too high for yourself that you can never meet is gonna be a big barrier to you being free and flexible. Of course, we want you to be healthy and to make good choices, but at the same time, Perfection is not the goal. It can't be. You have type 1 diabetes. Before we finish up today, let's do a quick recap of what we covered in this episode. In this episode, we talked all about how to manage expectations you have for yourself in your life with diabetes. Because not managing expectations sets you up for failure. You set goals that are impossible for you to meet. And you blind yourself to the possibility of seeing how you're successful right now. We also talked about the four areas that people with diabetes tend to put unrealistic expectations on themselves. And those are with their blood sugars, their stress levels, ourselves and our behavior, as well as other people. And then we talked about three steps you can take to start managing your expectations for yourself in your life with type 1 diabetes. The first step is ask yourself truthfully what success looks like. Not perfection, but success. Step number two It's cutting yourself some slack. Sometimes you may not meet even the most reasonable expectations. And while that's not ideal, that's okay. When you beat yourself up over not meeting your expectations, you set yourself up for failure in the future. I want to encourage you to be kind to yourself if you don't meet your expectations. See what you can learn from the experience, but don't get too down on yourself. And remember, next time can and will be better. And the final step is managing other people's expectations about what you can do in your life with diabetes. Other people have a big impact on us. When other people have unrealistic expectations for what you can do in your life with diabetes, that puts pressure on you and makes it more challenging to meet those expectations both for them and for yourself. So one thing you can do is manage their expectations so you're able to help them see what is possible which then helps you see what's possible as well and takes pressure off of you to achieve things that are not possible put on you by them. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. 
If you found this episode helpful, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps me get the word out about this podcast to other people with type 1 diabetes who could benefit from it. One of my favorite parts of doing this show is what I hear from my listeners. So please send me an email to psychologist.com or DM me on Instagram, psychologist, and let me know how you're doing and how I can help you in the future on this podcast. And be sure to tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. Remember, type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. I'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Podcast.